When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what's going on, everyone? And welcome back to First Trade. For those of you who don't know who First Trade is, folks, my name is Rohan McKetch. I'm a producer here at Benzinga, and I know very little about trading, and that's kind of the point of this show. Uh, on the first episode, I made my first trade, and we're just growing along the journey. Uh, we, of course, have my awesome co-host, Mr. Mike Murray. What is going on, Michael? Yo, what's up, dude? No, are you into options, that sort of thing? Um, yeah, you know I am, and I actually don't know enough about them. Um, so I didn't, I didn't know who the guest was until yesterday. Because sometimes I'm kind of you know out of the loop on these things, but I found out yesterday, and, and once I looked at his channel, I'm like, dope, let's let's do it. Because I this it's something I need to learn more about. Like I need to know more of the details and just just some strategies on how to use them. So I'm pumped. Let's, let's yeah. Do it, man. So I mean, as you know, I'm a noob, but I've been on a journey since like about two weeks ago when we first dived into options to like figure it out. So uh, I'm I'm pumped for sure, folks. If you want to know uh, you know about scalping options, we got the man. Uh, pretty much, pretty much. Everything you need to know is about to be right here. Obviously, there's a lot more to get into, but we're going to try and prevent, you know, get as much info in these next 20 minutes as we possibly can. Dude, so without further ado, I've, I've thrown down two banks today and I cracked a third just so I can be sure I'm like tuned in for this. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like wired right now, but I, I think that'll help. So let's let's hit it. All right. All right. Well, is it about that time? I haven't done that in a while. About that time. That. <sighs> Folks. We have Matt Diamond on the stream. Matt, what is going on? What's going on? How are you guys doing? Good, man. Good. How about you? Doing pretty good. Awesome, awesome. Hey, well, for those for those who don't know who you are, um, can you just give us a, a little brief intro and, and tell us about yourself? Yeah, so I'm a I'm an option scalper and I'm a YouTuber. I know there's a lot of people on YouTube talking trading, a lot of you know people on YouTube talking just all sorts of stuff stock market related. So, really, long story short. I started trading in 2016 and I just started documenting my journey about two and a half years in. And I said, Hey, you know what? I'll just start putting my stuff on YouTube. We'll see what happens. And crazy enough, I've built up a following and just long story short, that's pretty much it. So documenting my whole journey on YouTube all the way to Benzinga. So it's pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, I was uh, like Michael, I, I was checking out your channel and, and I know the whole like, um, like that you can look at the title of this episode and you know 3k to 100k trading options and stuff like that and I I kind of dived into that journey journey that you you know you posted that video I watched a couple of those videos and uh, was, I was excited to speak with you because I, I really liked the way you approached it and I'm excited for you to, to share more about that before we get too far into options though there's one question I'm required to ask you by law uh, yeah <laughs> the show is first trade so Matt do you remember the details of your first trade um, I know you started maybe like uh, I think you said like you know five or six years ago, but um, so if you remember it, uh, you know what what was that first trade? How did you get into it? What was the ticker? How did it pan out? Would love to know the details. Yeah. Okay. So I know some of the details. I don't know everything, but I do remember. So when I first got into trading, I didn't really know much about it. I didn't do a lot of paper trading. Probably something I should have done. And I remember I remember coming to the market and looking at Bank of America. Why I was looking at it, to be honest, I don't even know. I just remember 
that I went, okay, well, this I think that this has a possibility to go up. And I took way too much size compared to what I should have done. I remember going along a thousand shares. And this was, I wasn't planning on swing trading. So like I came into the market already knowing that I wanted to do a shorter term trade. And I honestly was in it for only minutes at a time. I think it went up in my favor, came back in. I didn't even understand really what it was doing and why. I just saw red on my screen. And at that moment I went, all right, I'm losing money. I don't understand why I'm losing money. I'm just going to get out of this trade. Sold it for a small loss. Lucky enough because I was in that trade way too big and it could have been bad had I held it. <laughs> man. Ah, man. That, that, yeah. I, I mean, like, obviously I started very recently, but um, Bank of America is interesting. I don't think I would have ever, yeah. like, looked at that and been like, I know about Bank of America. I'm going to trade that. But uh, that's cool. I mean, so as a follow-up, um, you know, skipping a lot of steps here, how did you transition from that point to, you know, getting into options? At what point did you get into options? Why? What stood out to you? And, and you know, as a follow-up to that, uh, how you found your current strategy, I guess. Yeah, okay. So I started out trading shares, just like I'm sure a lot of people do. And I was lucky enough to be over the PDT account or the PDT rule of that, the $25,000 minimum. So I was allowed to trade as much as I want. So I didn't really have to think about any rules or limitations. And then what happened is like a little bit further into my journey, I just had a, like a minor situation where I had to pull some money out. And unfortunately that brought me under the PDT rule. And this was after up and down for a while. And I remember being under that and being really upset because there's rules with that. You can only take three trades for every five days, right? Five rolling days. And I wanted to be able to trade every single day because I like being involved in the markets. The idea of taking a day off in between just didn't seem fun. So I started going down the Google just rabbit hole of, is there ways that I can trade as much as I want, have some freedom without being tied to that rule? There were some options like overseas brokers and things like that. I did not really want to get into that. And then I remember coming across a video talking about options, whereas as long as you're not doing any sort of advanced option strategies, if you're just doing directional calls and puts, that if you have a cash account, if you're not using margin, that cash settles overnight. So you can use that cash to trade again the next day. And I went, that is super interesting. I don't even know what options are, but if that allows me to trade every single day, then I have to learn what they are. And then of course, the next step was going to Google, going to YouTube, what are options? And then go down that rabbit hole of learning what they are. There was definitely a learning curve. Lucky enough, I had some experience with trading a little bit. So it was just basically getting over that hump and then that's where I started to figure out that scalping options fits my personality, being able to trade as much as I want, having under 25. And then lucky enough, the title of this video, starting with a small amount, and pretty quickly I was able to get over that 25, not have any more limitations. But because I was familiar with trading options and scalping them, I just stuck with it. And it was something that I continue to do to this day. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, so I guess to like, like, how did you develop? Cause I know you mentioned it too, um, you know, a little bit in that video, that journey, how you got to that point, but, but why scalping? Like specifically, why do you like those short term plays more so than, you know, some of those, you know, more far out. Okay. So the reason why is because my personality. So when it comes to the stock market, I'm a big believer that you have to figure out what works for you. Right? So it's not about, Oh, I saw this person make a ton of money doing what they were doing. Let me go copy them. So I figured that, 
based on my personality, I'm super type A, I like instant gratification, that taking the quick move was something that just fit my personality best. And rather than just assuming that's what worked best for me, right? It's all about trial and error. In order to actually find that out, you have to try, you have to take trades, you gotta put real money on the line. And when I started to just take the quick move, because I, I think I, I came across a YouTube video that was very brief talking about scalping. And this person was showing examples of basically, you know, once the move starts to happen in your favor, basically just getting out of it real quick, not really worrying so much about continuously trying to hold it. And I'm like, that looks really interesting. Let me try it. And the moment I started doing that, I went, huh, this really, this makes sense. It fits my personality. And I like being in and out of stuff quick for that like instant gratification. I'm either right or I'm wrong. So that was pretty much it. Just trying it and it felt right. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. No, and uh, a random quick question um, from yeah. the, from the chat uh, back to what you're talking about when you're first discovering options um, is does he think, does Matt think that offshore brokers that aren't under PDT, PDT rule are sketchy? <sighs> I mean, long story short, I don't, I don't want to have my money there. You just never really know. I mean, if, if it's, if it's functioning outside of the United States, I would think there's a reason why. And being that I live in the United States, I'd rather be safe, not sorry. So I just knew pretty quickly that that wasn't for me. I take my money seriously. I take following the rules seriously. And I knew that I don't want to do any of that. So let's just figure out a way to keep it within the United States and do it the right way. Doesn't seem like yeah, no. something worth playing around with, like taking a <laughs> <No>. risk with. Rowan, I wanted to I wanted to go into like something a little bit different than kind of the direction we started on, but something that I'm like really, really curious about. Um, but talking to risk management with options, how do you develop a strategy to keep yourself from getting it? I mean, you mentioned that first trade where you kind of went in bigger than might have yeah. been safer. So it, yeah. as you're obviously more experienced at this now, how do you set up your risk management strategy to make sure that you're in the best position? And then when do you exit and, and know when to pare down a trade, et cetera? Yeah, okay. So my, the way I approach the market, my trading, it's different than majority of other people. So I am a scalper. I've just admitted that I like to be in trades short period of time. And when I say short period of time, if you go watch my YouTube video, like YouTube videos, like you'll laugh. I'm in and out of trade sometimes a minute, two minutes. That's like my average hold time. So vice versa. If I am in a trade for anywhere from one to three minutes at a time, because I'm trading some of the biggest movers in the market, Amazon, Tesla, Nvidia. If you look at those on a daily chart or even just an intraday chart, you know that they have huge moves and they can happen very quick. So my risk management is I have technical levels that I'm interested in trading around and I go long or short at those. So I take calls for the upside, puts for the downside around those technical levels. And if my hold time is on average from one to three minutes, I know that if I'm in a trade for a minute or two minutes and it is not going in my favor, I'm just watching it kind of hang there. The moment that it starts to show some weakness, if I'm long or it starts to bounce if I'm short, I just, I get out. So it's almost like a time-based stop. I'm not looking at how much I'm down numbers-wise. I'm not looking at the percentages. It's it's literally, okay, I'm in this for a minute or two minutes. I see two minute, two one-minute candles. It has not gone in my favor yet. Okay, it's starting to show some weakness. Let me just get out of it just to be safe because we all know, especially with options, that if you hold on to something a little bit longer, those premiums can get wrecked. So it's you got to be very careful. And it's just taken me a long time to realize that, that I want it to go in my favor very quickly. If it starts to do the opposite pretty quickly, I need to just get out to be safe. 
We've talked about this. I mean, Rohan, we've had a couple of guests on that we've talked about this with, but this is this is a very like intensive trading strategy. So I'm, I'm sure you wouldn't recommend that people like get into this and kind of half-heartedly dilly-dally with it or try it, but I mean, really be focused on what you're doing and actually be tied into it. Because if, if you're doing something that's so time-sensitive like this and you're trying to get in and get out and obviously keep yourself from, like you say, getting wrecked with the premiums, I mean, you've got to be tied in. Like this has got to be a, a focus thing. Yeah, 100%. This is a focus. And it's also a personality thing. If there's an individual who comes to the market and they typically are a little bit slower, they're much more patient with their day-to-day life, scalping options is probably not going to be for them. I'm a super quick thinker. You know, I have a million things in my mind going at once. I'm processing information very fast that it, it works for me. But if you were to take somebody with a different personality than myself and throw them into scalping options, they're probably going to blow their account up. So that's why I'm a big proponent for you have to figure out your personality type and then you got to figure out the strategy. And this is definitely more for type A, super quick thinkers, instant gratification, being able to make very quick decisions every single day and every single trade. So it's it's 100% not for everybody. So spe- speaking of like the quick decisions, um, we had a, a great question from the chat. Uh, when you are obviously, you know, buying these contracts for very short holds, um, I guess, how far out in expiration are you buying? Okay, so I, I do same week, Monday through Thursday. I used to do same week on Fridays as well. So same day expiration. I have recently been trading the, the following week on a Friday. So same day expiration options are super volatile. I'm now going a week out. But on a Monday, I will tra- Monday through Thursday, I will trade same week expiration. The reason why I do that is because the theta decay does not mess with my options a lot because I'm in and out of stuff quick. I'm not holding them overnight. I'm not holding them for hours. It's either the move happens right now or just get out of it. So it's almost like it's an arbitrage where I'm using the options as a means to trade the stock without trading the shares. Okay, awesome. Um, you mentioned something there, and, and, and it's kind of my role on the show to you know make sure that we clear up any jargon we talk about. So you mentioned theta decay. Um, real quick, uh, you know, can you explain how that can, you know, impact, uh, you know, the price of the contract and how you might, you know, lose money or how that impacts your trading? Yeah, so essentially just time decay, right? Like if, if you're trading, like if I'm going to trade a same week expiration option, I have to get the move to go in my favor within a very short period of time. And we all know how hard it is to time the market. So, you know, you could be, even if it moves a little bit, the time decay is really going to eat at the options and you need a pretty big move in order for those options to work, especially if you're holding them overnight, right? So swing trading them and on a really short-term expiration. So that's why when it comes to short-term trades, like even if it's, you know, two, three, four day, you know, holding time period, Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at same week uh, uh, options is really risky. So, you know, if you're swing trading, much better to trade much longer term expiration options 
And that's why when it comes to scalping, I'm okay with choosing the same week. But you got to keep in mind that same week options are very, very risky. Yeah, you got to stay stay on top of that, I guess. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know. So th- thanks for explaining that. Uh, I just recently learned about the, the Greeks, and I'm still kind of getting a grasp of it. But I thought it would be good to you know touch base on that. Um, and actually, one of my questions initially for you was going to be, you know, with like Ivy Crush and things like that. I guess it's not really yeah. a concern for you because you're you're getting in and out so fast, right? Where it's like you don't really have to worry about the changes in volatility like that. Yeah, well, I do keep in mind because if IV is incredibly high, even if I am holding things for a short period of time, the option won't move much. So just for an example, the recent run-ups in GME and AMC, those when it was the crazy short squeeze that happened. I was looking at the IV as that was going on, and it was close to like a thousand percent, eight, nine hundred percent. When the IV gets extreme, I don't trade the options, even if I feel like I have everything lined up and the technical level and it looks really good. I will leave it alone. That's where the few times I will trade shares instead. Lucky enough, I'm over the PDT rule, so I have that luxury. But when it comes to, you know, really high IV. It, I mean, you could get a big move in your favor and those options still won't move much. Like I remember watching GME as it came back in and looking at the puts and GME would come in like 50 points and the puts would barely move. I mean, only like a handful of points. So it shows that even if you're on the right side of it, if IV is really extreme, you can still lose money, which is crazy. But that's just how the options market works. Yeah, no, definitely. OK, thanks for explaining that, I, you know. Yeah, like I said, still getting a grasp of it. Um, there's obviously a lot of variables. Um, yeah, I know. I know. In a, yeah, in in that video, which by the way, if you guys are watching this, definitely recommend checking out Matt's three uh, K to one hundred K video. Um, we'll link it below. Uh, in the video, you mentioned how you don't really um, worry so much about you know the Greeks and other things like that, but mostly you're looking at the spread just because of how quick it moves. You're you know you're making and you're basically in, in terms of technicals looking at it the same way you'd look at a stock. Can you just explain that a little bit? Yeah. So I'm, when I'm trading the options, I'm not looking at an options chart, you know, and I'm not focused. I mean, I know what the price of the, I know what the bid and ask is of course, but what I'm doing is I'm looking at the stock chart the entire time. And then I, I have my, my technical levels that I look at, which I talk about in my YouTube videos. I'm always looking at prior days, high prior day, low pre-market high and pre-market low. And I'm marking those on my charts on the group of names that I trade the most, which is Tesla, Amazon, Nvidia, Boeing, the biggest movers in the market. And I'm basically taking them at those levels and I am making a decision based off the stock chart. So I'm not looking at the option chart. I'm not making a decision based on how far the price has gone in the option. When the stock, when, when I'm, let's say I'm long and I, I get a move in my favor and I start to see that that, like the candlestick really starts to move away from where I got in. I usually end up just taking profits. And the crazy thing is that when trading Tesla, Amazon, Nvidia, and big movers like that, sometimes those moves can be points in seconds. So that's that's 100% when I'm looking at the stock chart the entire time. But I'm using the option as a means to trade it. And just to talk about the strike price, I'm always trading at the money or the next strike out of the money. So I'm trying to be as close as I can to where the stock is trading at that moment. So that way, when the stock moves, I know that as long as the IV is not crazy high, the options will move as well. Okay, awesome. Um, so a little, little bit of a different direction here. Uh, there was a, a great comment from the chat uh, from Brandy Joe Day Trader. Uh, 
I was curious about this as well. What does your typical, uh, you know, trading day look like? Uh, you know, do you trade every day? Um, how much of the day are you trading? Obviously, you're very focused in you know, these, you know, you're making these couple minute moves. So like, yeah, how long can you go for like that? Uh, love to know some more. Yeah, so I trade every day. I mean, every now and then there will be a day where I just I don't take any trades because the price action was not good. But I, I pretty much I'm pretty much taking trades almost every single day. Now I do have a rule of thumb. This is not just trade all day every day. I would blow my account up if I did that. To be honest, I have a very specific period of time in which works best for me. Tired of getting left behind on winning trades? Join Benzinga's free masterclass on July 24th to learn how to spot breakout trades before they skyrocket. Featuring live interactive lessons on how to trade meme stocks, read charts, identify trends, and so much more. To register for free, go to events.benzinga.com. The only reason I know that is just trial and error. I've been trading for almost five years now. So it's basically seeing where I was bad and then seeing where I was good. And every single time after is trading, I would always look and go, I'm really good in the first hour. When I trade after that, I tend to give back profits or if I'm red, I tend to go way more red. So now I've come up with a system where it's, I wanna focus on the first hour, short-term options or just the, the weekly expiration maybe that we were getting into. Yeah, uh, I mean, and you're kind of I going through some of the, like how you, oh, you, you know what, it was your strategy. It was your strategy for, you know, yeah. how you review things. Yeah, okay, so I do trade every single day and just through trial and error, a lot of time, a lot of, you know, I've spent hours and years sitting in front of the screens. I realized that what works best for me is within the first hour. So the 60 minutes of market open, the reason why I like to trade that time just within that first hour is because that's when it's most volatile. So that's when trading is not easy, but it's when the biggest move happens, the biggest moves happen. And it's the easiest to take advantage of the short term moves within that outside the first hour, my stats are not great. And I don't just take as many trades as I want to. Because at the end of the day, this is a very mentally taxing thing. You have to make quick decisions. And at some point, you know, you may open yourself up to make, make bad decisions. So I've realized through time and just through the stats of you know, the basics that I look at, that three trades is my bread and butter. If I start to take more than that, if I start to take four, five, six within a day, that's when I can make a mistake. Maybe hold on to something a little bit longer than I should. And then that's where the day can turn into little bit of a disaster and funny enough i have plenty of videos on my youtube channel highlighting just that yeah so we uh, we were actually just talking about that too because we, we saw, saw a comment in the chat about um someone who appreciated your content because you talk about your red days as well and, and what you can learn from that so um definitely appreciate that and i, I obviously the transparency it, it's awesome to see there's too many people out there who only talk about their wins so um that that was awesome uh so I think I mainly have two two questions for you, uh, Michael. I don't know if you have any more, but um, I know we're running a little bit low on time. There's only so much you can get around to in these 20, 30 minutes here. But last last two questions. How do you um, decide what stocks you're going to trade? Is there a set number of stocks that you mostly look at in, in a given day? Because um, obviously you got to be watching a lot of charts, right? Um, and then the final question. Well, I'll let you answer this one, and then I'll give you the final question. Okay. So I'm... I'm looking at four to six stocks at any given time. To be honest, six is towards the high end. When you got to make short-term decisions, it's really hard to watch a lot. If you're watching a lot, you end up catching a whole lot of nothing. So I'm watching four to six 
Tesla is on my watch list every single day. The reason why, it's it, personally, it's my favorite stock to trade just because it has a really big ATR. ATR is the average true range, how many points on average it moves a day from high to low. So I have that up every single day, so that's one. Now, the ways that I find the others are, I'm looking at this same group every single day. I'm sure a lot of people are looking at these same names. Amazon, Netflix, Nvidia, Apple, Baba, Microsoft, Roku, PayPal, Boeing, names like that. And then what I'm doing is I'm trying to focus on the names that are the strongest. So the ones that have top right charts, very strong daily charts. Maybe they're continuously making new all-time highs. And what I'm trying to do is take advantage of those moves each day until the trend changes because nothing goes up forever. But when stocks like Amazon and Nvidia catch momentum, you never know how far they can go, especially with Nvidia's recent run up. It was in play almost every single day for like two months. Now it doesn't mean that there's going to be the cleanest setup every single day, but just knowing that it's worth having on watch because it's got momentum, it's a strong chart, everybody's looking at it. So try to just basically hop on that trend until the trend changes. And being that I'm not a swing trader, I really am just trying to take advantage of the trend each and every day. And then what I'll do is I will cycle through each of those names to try to add to that list. So Microsoft looked good today because it was about to make a new all-time high in the pre-market, had it up, making sure to just look at those really strong names. So that's how I go about picking the names I'm interested in trading. And then on every single one that I have up on my watch list, it's the same four technical levels that I mark every single morning. Prior days high, prior day low, pre-market high, and pre-market low. And then I'm just trying to wait till they get to those levels to then make a trade decision whether or not I want to go long or go short. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I only I only have like one quick thing. I think uh, I know we're low on time and obviously I think this is a good way to cap it out. But I also want to call out the the chat too. I think it was awesome this one. I see a lot of good questions in there. Somebody asked, um, uh, what did they say? Often the first candle is green. Maybe the rest are red. So how long do you wait to see the trend? I would definitely recommend checking out Matt's channel. I know Rohan said it for sure. I think he answers a lot of good questions like that there. Uh, but this is kind of a wrap up. Um, I mean, if you were going to recommend starting to trade uh, to a beginner who hasn't done this before, again, like I said, I would check out Matt's channel. I think that's a great place to start. But what would you give a beginner trader? Just just a quick outline of here are your first steps. Here's what you should do if you want to get into this. To be honest, if they're a beginner trader, I would say first thing is just go down the rabbit hole of YouTube University. The most amazing thing about the world we live in today is all of this information you can get access to for the cost of zero dollars. You don't have to buy any courses. You don't have to spend a lot of money up front. You can just, any question that you have about trading, which is what I did, any question at all, what's call option, what's a put option, how to trade calls, how to trade puts. If you type that question into YouTube, you will get a video that may or may not answer that question well. And then the cool thing is that YouTube will recommend another one like it. So you can just slowly educate yourself on maybe just the basics of that. Then you can go into you know trading strategies. Once again, type into YouTube, You'll see a ton of different people talk about trading strategies. You'll be surprised you find one that you gravitate towards. You're like, I really, that makes sense with my brain. The way that person is doing things makes sense. And then before you put real money up, because this is very risky, most people lose money doing this, paper trade. Paper trading is always a really good thing. And just to throw it out there, because it's, it's something as easy as thinkorswim has a paper on-demand paper trading feature on the back end. It's always good to lose fake money rather than real money. And then from there, you figure out what works best for you, collect the data. Once you're starting to see success, 
that's when myself, I start to see success. I would then put a little bit of real money on the line, but keep it very small, right? There's no reason to go big fast because you usually blow out accounts like that. And then it's one step at a time, one day at a time. And just to give people an idea of how long this can take to figure this out, because this is not easy, regardless of what social media makes it seem like. It took me three years to become consistently profitable. So every single day of just grinding it out, trying to figure it out, you know, working the process, it's a really long process, but as long as, you know, there's no rush to want to make it, it should be fun in the process. And between Google and YouTube, you can learn everything. You paper trade on thinkorswim, and those are the, the, the best start. That's the best start when it comes to this really complicated industry. Boom, there we go. Appreciate it, Matt. Thank you so much for that insight. And thank you so much for coming on First Trade and providing the knowledge and the value to our audience. Uh, folks, if you enjoyed hearing Matt, uh, I know I did. I know I enjoyed the conversation. Make sure to check out his YouTube channel. Um, Matt, where can they find you? So, yeah, my YouTube channel is just Matt Diamond. And then on there, I also have my Twitter and my Instagram. I'm pretty active on social media. Feel free to follow all of them. If you have any questions, DM me or leave them in the YouTube comments. I'll make sure to get back to you. Awesome. And before I leave today, I'm going to toss that link in the chat, folks, for you. It should also be in the description. You can find it there. Um, but like I said, Matt, uh, you know, really thoroughly enjoyed having you on. And I'm trying to figure out this options thing. I'm not honestly sure if the scalping thing is for me. I'm a little <laughs> bit curious looking into like things like leaps and, and whatnot right now just because, um, you know, well, I'm here working, so it's a little hard. But at least I'm going to play around with some paper trading, you know, putting you know, what you're talking about to practice because I want to give it nice. a shot. So good move. I, think, I mean, I would love to have you back on the show, uh, follow up maybe um, if, if you'd be down. But, you know, Absolutely. Michael, I'm sure I'm sure you enjoyed this conversation as well. But, you know, come on back, course, man. Let's do it again. Yeah, I'm all for yeah. it. Let me know. 100%. We got, we got to do it. And here we go. Perfect. I got the link. Putting it in the chat, folks, for you. Make sure to check out his YouTube channel. And with that, we do have to. But uh, with that, thank you so much for joining, everyone. Thank you, Matt, again. And uh, have a good thank one. Thank you. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com.